Bush and Ritchie here with your home time podcast. It's it's a busy one ahead today. I think you're going to like it. Uh, there's a lot about pop band five from the 90s. There's a whole hour on pigs. And then we even go into spuds. Uh, so that's all to come. Um, wow. But right now, we need to level with you as we record the beginning to this podcast. Uh, Bush, I wouldn't want to be in this situation. Uh, you're having to work, but your favourite football team are on telly right now. It's weird, isn't it? Because of what's gone on with football, all these games normally you'd have to have like subscriptions for and stuff like that. They're all on normal telly. So Everton versus Norwich, my team Everton, are on like normal telly. And what's even weirder, the first half was on BBC One and they're jumping over having the second half on BBC Two or the other way around. Either way, it's on normal telly whilst I'm trying to concentrate. I tell you what, I, I give you green light because it's the podcast now. I think the podcasters are that little bit more forgiving than uh, those who choose to listen to the show live. That Why don't you try and dabble with a little bit of football commentary. Just tell us what you're seeing right now. It's interesting, that, isn't it? Because, you know, you watch football and you think, it can't be that difficult, just like naming what's going on and that. So the only problem is I don't know any of Norwich's players. Uh, I literally don't know who any of them are. So I'll just give it a go. OK, um, well, with the, with the Norwich players, refer to their position, like some old-fashioned commentator, you know, the centre-half picks the ball up. You know, that kind Holgate of brings it out into the centre, put out onto the left-hand side from Dinier. Uh, Dinier forwards with uh, interlinking with Coleman, uh, Norwich bloke standing near him a bit. Stephen, uh, <laughs> over to uh, Tom Davis. Pull your socks up for crying. He runs around with his socks down. It really winds me up. I almost wanted to go and straighten them. Uh, back to uh, Gomez, who I've got a man crush on a little bit. Back to Holgate, who I kind of got a man crush on as well. And it's just going on like that. We're just passing it around the middle. And then Norwich blokes are running around with their strange faded <laughs> yellow to green shirts, which seemed like a mistake. I would listen to this as a red button feed. Thank you very much. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, we love each and every one of you. The thing that I love the most is that if you see anything that's got anything to do with any, either of us or you think might interest us, you'll send it over on Twitter, Facebook or email, which is fantastic. A, a listener has sent a poster of something that's taking place at a casino down the road in South End, right on the seafront. I live in Leon Sea. This is about five minutes away at the casino. Uh, and it's the boy band Five who are doing what I believe is a performance, but it's also a brunch. So you can wow. go to the casino, have brunch as part of their meal deal, and then watch Five perform. And it's a good deal. You get, you can have, this is slightly regrettable, five bottles of Corona uh, per person and a platter lunch <laughs> right. in a booth. And, and then watch, I guess, Five do their thing. Uh, and the, the, I think the reason they forwarded it on to me is that the he's insinuating I look like the lead singer guy from Five, the guy with the glasses. You remember him? Yeah. Ironically, who's called Richie. Well, there you go. That covers both of us. It's from <laughs> 12 till 5 in the afternoon. So the concept of like what are Five going to be doing during the brunch, that there's a question in that itself as well. Do you think serving? they're going to be like serving? They might be serving. <laughs> Imagine that, coming around on a trolley doing your chips or whatever. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? This is the thing that's, that's bothering me, and I feel like we need to get some form of an answer on home time tonight. There's only three of them. They're called Five, but there's only three of them left. Now... Does that mean that they need to have a bit of a rebrand? Do you know what I mean? Is there um, is there a precedent? I mean, if this was a legal case, which of course it's not, no one's suggesting it is, but uh, legal precedent, that kind of thing, is is there precedence in musical history of, of a numbered band that have changed the number of people in them? 
Well, the thing is, the Jackson 5 went on without Michael Jackson for a bit, but they were st- I'm sure they were still called the Jackson 5, or, or maybe they were called the Jackson 4, I don't know. I mean, looking at this poster of 5, I don't know 5 that well, the boy band. Uh, they've got the one who looks like me, or he was on Celebrity Big Brother. There's a fellow with a shaved head, and there's another fellow in a hoodie who looks like he might jump out at a set of lights and try and clean your windscreen for you. I don't know who he is, but they appear to have lost abs. I think abs has gone by the wayside, and I don't know who the other one was, the fifth uh- member. I'm looking at the poster and the eye of the, uh, the the dot on the eye is a star. I'm wondering if that is actually an asterisk uh, and yes. in uh, in sort of like little print at the bottom is actually uh, some little thing saying there's only three of us. I like it because what they do nowadays with, with bands, if it's not like, you know, like Jeff Lynn's ELO, you, you can't just have, you've got like almost rival versions of bands going on now as well. So <laughs> yeah. this is what we want to clarify on the show tonight. Obviously, this is going to be brilliant. We've already both talked about this beforehand. We'd, we'd both love to go. It'd be great. Yes. What, what great. Have, having, you know, bottles of beer and a platter lunch whilst you're watching Five perform during brunch as well. So you've still got time to go and do stuff in the evening. Bath and beds for kids and stuff <laughs> like that as well. Um, what What is legal, legality-wise, do you think Five should change their name? Do they have to change their name? And have you got any suggestions, if there's only three of them left, what they should be called? Uh, Gledders on Twitter has suggested 9 over 3 minus 5 plus 20x, where x equals <laughs> years. Um, I'm not like sure it. where to start. <laughs> it's like when, when Prince turned himself into a symbol for a little bit and then thought, actually, it's awful. I'm going back to my full name. It's a bit like that. Uh, Anne-Marie says, I suppose 5 minus 2 is a bit of a mouthful. There could be a bit of maths going in there. Uh, Richie mentioned earlier on, what's the precedent in terms of bands that have got the number of them in their title? What happens when someone leaves or whatever? Steve Bradley says, I saw Bucks Fizz, but one of them that had left, they just called themselves The Fizz, which wasn't great, I'll be honest. If you go with that for five, if you lost the F at the beginning, or I believe back in the 90s, they actually had the number five followed by I-V-E, um, I reckon you could just go with I've. I've. <laughs> Sound like a, a band from Somerset. They go one further, call themselves Cheers Drive. Cheers Drive. <laughs> David Rishton says, guys, five star continued as a three piece. I think they should have just gone down a three star, then it kind of looks like a TripAdvisor review. And Phil Martin says, it needs to be a bit more, a bit more catchy. Uh, what about three guys and a trombone or three guys and a, and a horn? <laughs> You'll have to get so like a brass section in it. It just seems a bit confusing. Uh, Siobhan has gone with a very simple thrive. It's mixing oh, the yeah. three that are there together already, the five, the originality, but the very fact they're still going, they are thriving. I think that's very clever, Siobhan. I like the idea of Thrive. They, th- they sound like a baddie Borg race in Star <laughs> Trek or something like that. The Thrive. Uh, I absolutely love this text from Mark in London. This is brilliant. He says, really, Five should swap with the mobile phone company, Three, who were branded because they introduced 3G first, but now we're on 5G. So they should be five and five should be three. Am I right? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, Rowan's going back to the late 80s, early 90s and suggesting what about was not three? Yes, I love that. Walk the Dinosaur, those other songs. Uh, Rich in Harlow is planning legal action against girl band Eternal for splitting up. This is the thing. If you've got a name that has any kind of number associated to it, you are kind of drawing a line in the sand. And Thomas in Sheffield says, guys, I've sussed it. They should call themselves Threve, as in the number three, then V-E. It lets you know how many band members there are, and also it shows they might be merely a shadow of their former selves. How about... Have you got change for a fiver? That's from Patches, who sat with my daughter in her garden in uh, Darlington, she says. I like it. It's quite a mum-style one, that one. 
Very good. Now, there's, there's, there's no name that's attached to this text, but I'd suggest they're a real five aficionado because, let me, well, let me tell you, it says, why not make the name five? Mm. Okay, but what they've done is replace the E with the number three yeah. rather than replacing the F with a number five because back in the day when five were at their pomp, five was spelt rather than f it started with the number five so <laughs> replacing the e with a number three is a rather clever little nod but the, it's pointing the wrong direction though isn't it if it's a three it's the, the wrong way around for an e oh yeah Do you know what i mean yeah this, five will chat about this on zoom chat tonight <laughs> Imagine that. Richie, mate, can you jump on a Zoom call a little bit later on? We've had a couple of problems with the name ahead of the gig at the Gentin. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolutely sweating cobs. It's Bush and Richie here with Hometime. Sweating cobs, you could say sweating like a pig. There's an expression. But is that fair? All right, is that fair for the pig? Uh, these, you, you think about your, your common or garden pig, or, well, it's more of a farmyard animal, isn't it? You know, we say, oh, you know, you, you're as fat as a pig, all that kind of thing. Well, yeah. I read this story, right? It's not fair anymore. And this is why Bush and I have decided we want to devote an hour of the show to the pig. Here is an actual fact for you. A new study on the average pig has coincided with the latest survey for uh, Health for England, and it has confirmed the continuing expansion of the average British waistline. Here's your facts, okay? Changes in the way pigs are bred and reared means that they are a significantly leaner animal. 16% fat by weight compared with well over 20% two decades ago. However, humans have headed in the opposite direction. The proportion of British adults obese has gone from 15% in 1993 to 28% today. Wow. So the average pig is thinner than your average human. There's a fact, and that is why your pig needs to undergo a heavy rebranding. So if, you know, you say you went up for seconds at a eat-all-you-can buffet or whatever, and you, instead of saying, oh, I've just completely pigged out this afternoon, you could say, oh, I've, I've humaned, I've completely humaned out. Bush, that would style. be the fairer thing, uh, factual and fairer to pigs, to say exactly that. Do you know what? I, I never thought I'd say this, this phrase, but... Poor pigs. They are the victims of quite a lot of misinformation and uh, untruths, really, aren't they? And who's doing the misinformation? Us. The fat ones, all right? The fat humans. We're picking on a pig to deflect from the fact that we're getting bigger. It's not fair on the pigs, mate. I think they need a, a PR overhaul, a complete rebranding, and maybe tonight on this show we set the record straight once and for all with some actual pig facts and intel. Well, here's a start. The next time you see a mate and you think they've lost weight, say to them, cool, look, you're as thin as a pig. <laughs> you get a drink so, thrown over you. Yeah. So look, all right, here's what we want, all right? If you, if maybe you've, you've worked with pigs, in all seriousness, or, or you've kept a pig, or you, you, you studied pigs at university, whatever, if there is a little fact about a pig as we start this rebranding, this re-education of pigs, if you've got a pig story that could enlighten us all, 
genuinely want you to imagine a pig incident desk going on this evening. Richie and I on the front desk there, like in Crime Watch, loads of people taking calls behind us. We love you getting in touch with the show, but I'm afraid for the next hour, if it's not pig related, we're not interested and you have to get to the back of the queue. Uh, so, for example, just to chuck another thing in on this, and we're after any stories tonight about pigs, maybe you like one of those people who's got, um, like there was, I'm sure we talked about it on the show before, a lot of people own those little mini, are they toy pigs? Like Micro household pigs. pig. What are they called? Micro pigs. Micro a pigs, I think. Have you got a micro pig? Please get in touch with the show. But we went around one of them petting zoos uh, a few years ago with our eldest daughter when she was a bit younger and wasn't thinking that everything's rubbish because now she's 10. Um, and I remember we went to the bit where the pigs were, their sty, I presume you can call it. And yep. I looked in and I looked into their like house. Again, words escape me, actual terminology. And I thought, oh, it's actually tidier than I thought, just because I'd grown up with this preconception that pigs were messy as. But they're not. They're quite tidy creatures, I think, overall. You're quite right. I'd heard that as well. And here's the thing, that probably the reason why they're tidy, do you know what? Pigs are as intelligent, I believe, I'm sure I read this somewhere, pigs are as intelligent as dogs, so they'd be just as really? easy to be trained as pets, but I guess we don't because we're mistaken because we think, oh, they're messy. Why would I want to have a pig? Do you know what, right? The only way to put this to the test to find out who is more intelligent, pig or a dog, is go, go into a field and do that thing to a pig where you get a ball and then you throw it, but you don't actually throw it and keep it in your hands and see whether they run after it or their head turns right. <laughs> It's the only way to find out. Uh, also this evening, just for a bit of fun and a bit of uh, escapism on this Wednesday evening, and to further celebrate our poor kind friends, uh, we're bringing out a double album tonight on Home Time. It's called Now That's What I Call Pig. And uh, what we wanted to do is take a hit song and make it a bit pig-like to be part of our track list for its eventual release. And we've had some great stuff on there. Darren Reed has just added a comment, Abba, lard all your love on me. And that's just the tip of the iceberg tonight. <laughs> John makes a good point. John in Scotland says, is all this fake news about pigs just a load of porkies? Yes, it is. <laughs> Thanks very much. And going back to the sweating like a pig thing, uh, this one here says, Peter, I've worked with pigs all my life and pigs don't sweat. That's why they're a bit dirty because they lay in mud to cool down. So sweating like a pig is a complete misnomer because they don't sweat. Clever pigs. Clever uh, Lauren pigs. says they are clever. Pigs are smarter than dogs and they have the intellectual ability of a toddler. Now, both you and I, Bush, have toddlers around our houses right now. They're clever people. Wow, because our toddler at the moment picks up the Sky Q remote and tries to say waffle dog into the actual thing <laughs> to get it to play. Can pigs do that? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> According to uh, Lauren... <laughs> Lauren, please clarify. Steve says, uh, good evening, guys. I'm pretty sure pigs are the only animals with a curly tail. Good fact. Hmm. Bob, the pig keeper, says the phrase happy as a pig in you know what, you know what? Uh, is false as well. They are very clean animals. They only go to the toilet in one place, unlike other animals that do it on the move. Joe says pigs snort because they have lots of mucus in their nose. I'm not sure that's helpful, Joe. Uh, Scott has got issues with this. You know, people were saying earlier on that pigs are uh, as intelligent as dogs or maybe even more intelligent than dogs. He says mm. pigs are as clever as dogs. I don't think so. So we don't get gun pigs, but we have gun dogs. If this was, in fact, true, we'd already have pigs working closely with humans, but we haven't. So we haven't got sniffer pigs, but we have got sniffer dogs. Uh, we don't have <laughs> police pigs, but we do have police dogs. Pigs are not as clever as dogs. 
Uh, well, look, we, we have to be even-handed in uh, in your communications, but Alison comes back. She really is back in the uh, uh, back in the pigs. Uh, Alison's in Swansea. She says they have very few sweat glands. That's why they love to wallow in mud baths. We've worked that bit out. They were the first animal to be domesticated. They are louder than a jet engine. They have awful eyesight, but highly efficient noses, which is why they can find truffles easier than a dog can. So... Back at you, that bloke about the dogs. Scott, uh, they yeah. like they don't, company. They don't have um, tr- truffle dogs, do they? No, Scott exactly. Yeah. Uh, they like company. They constantly talk to each other uh, using squeals and grunts. They like to cuddle to go to sleep. And her favourite pig fact is that there is an island in the Bahamas which is inhabited by a group of swimming pigs who just love a dip in the sea. Oh, imagine that. Imagine, like, on a day trip on holiday, swimming with pigs. They were like the dolphins. <laughs> Uh, Steve in Hyde says, here's a fact, pigs are closest to humans anatomically from mouth to backside, uh, sharing all the same organs and functions, even closer than apes. And uh, a little bit of a clarification about their noise uh, from Darren and Jade uh, says, pigs are louder than jet engines. What they lack in eyesight, they make up for in their squeal. Pigs can scream up to 130 decibels. With a jet engine coming in at 120 decibels, compared to diesels at 80 decibels, you can imagine how noisy a group of pigs can be if they decide to cause a commotion. I'm sure I've been to a few nightclubs where that kind of thing's happened. <laughs> Do you know the other thing as well, right? You know the guy saying that they're, they've got more uh, kind of in common with us than, or as much as apes? What about this, right? Different movie, Planet of the Pigs, instead of Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Imagine that. They come out of their spaceship and it's just like pigs walking around. They've got like their own society and uh, <laughs> chatting and that. Their own like space sci-fi outfits and uniforms. I'd watch Planet of the Pigs. <laughs> uh, me- meanwhile, over at our um, Now That's What I Call Pigs compilation album, double album that will hopefully be launching this evening, just waiting for the sign-off from Sony, uh, improve a song by making it more pig-like. Uh, and there's some great stuff been coming in. Clearly, a lot of people working from home and very busy. Scott Bannerman says, It's Friday, I'm in love by The Cured. <laughs> On a bit of a roll. <laughs> Biffa says, all right, boys, how, how about Bacon in the USSR by the Beatles? Keep up the good work. You keep up the good work, Biffa. And Tom Plume says, Carly Simon, you're Sal Vane, or the hives hate to say, I told you, Sal. Uh, like you said, Richie, this has gone so well. This is Pig Hour. Well, who knows next on Absolute Radio? It could be Pig Night. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, it's another gorgeous evening. It's hot. It's been the hottest day of the year so far. I'd planned ahead. I'd, uh, I've bought a couple of lovely steaks to stick on the barbecue Ooh. this evening. Thought that'd be a nice thing to do this evening. Uh, it's a disaster, Bush. It's a disaster. The steaks are ready to go. I have only just found out... Uh, not that I wasn't listening to the news, but I've just found out during the news uh, that there are no potatoes in this house whatsoever, uh, and we are chipless when it comes to having the steaks at seven o'clock this evening. Dad, I genuinely thought when you were saying that then that you found out it was on the news at six o'clock. I was like, flipping out, do they know you're out of chips? 
<laughs> so what you got? What, what are the alternatives? Before we look at trying to solve this problem, what are the alternatives? Because right, think everyone in their mind. Steak plus. What else have you got in? Well, but, but parsnips is all that my wife oh, has found in the God. freezer. You can't, you no can't way. have steak, steak and parsnips. No. It's it's all about steak and chips, and they weren't even going to be oven chips. They were going to, you know, as in the freezer, freezer ones. You know, I I, I do it from spuds, but there's nothing. So there's two lovely fillet steaks, and there's no chips. Do you know, when we were talking about cats the other week on this show, another highbrow, another highbrow evening, if you remember, I'm sure you told me you fed your neighbour's cat for them when they were yes. away. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. surely you've got credit in the bank to go to one of your neighbours and say. Can you knock on the door and ask if you can borrow? Can you borrow a potato? Is that weird? Is that look like a cry for help or something? <laughs> Mate, there's the problem, right? I don't have a. I love both both sides of us. You know, the the, the neighbours are great. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, but would I have the front to go and knock on either of their doors and say, yeah. "Have you got any spare potatoes?" That's it's so weird, isn't embarrassing. Because you you certain things you're allowed to knock on the door and ask for. I think. Do you know what I mean it's okay? But potato would sound unusual like you were having some form of a breakdown yeah because they might give it you and then once you've shut the door and gone again they're like what's going on next yeah. door he's just asked for some potatoes if it was if it was on a tv show they give you the potato and then you know that bit where it cuts to their lounge and they see you walk past the blinds but they're on the phone to someone chatting like <laughs> yeah he's going back to the house now he's just on his way back around to his now so what have you borrowed from your neighbors how did it go did you get anything back uh, let us know diane says my neighbor borrowed loo roll that christmas we gave them a posh really? pack as a result she would borrow eggs but bring around some cake as a result so there's a good little trade-off going there what i don't like about someone knocking on your door asking to borrow a loo roll is that do you think that they've like got to that point where they've realized they've run out and they've had to hoist back up and just kind of waddle around the around the corner to ask the question do you know what i mean that would be going through my yes. mind if they'd ask that question at least if i go around asking for spuds that's not coming to mind Exactly. Put that one out of your mind there, folks, if you're having your tea. Uh, the other thing is this, right? Do you remember, I think it was a week or so ago on Home Time, I stupidly had forgotten to have any instant coffee in the house and I was climbing the walls a little bit. Uh, and this lot, the Home Time listeners, were very resourceful for making up stuff that would have the same hit as a coffee. And yes. maybe they could apply that kind of brain power to, to this scenario. Or right, maybe if chips aren't an option at the moment, is there anything that you could make, given what you've got in, in your average standard house, that could be up there with as a carb accompaniment to you know a nice steak? Yes, because at the moment, steak and chips go together easy. So what else does? Steak and your suggestions, anything. please. I love this one. Guys, I had to borrow my neighbour's oven, i.e. can you put this chicken in your oven for 120 minutes? As I guess coming around, the oven wouldn't switch on. <laughs> great. Uh, Danny and Joe in Birmingham says, the guys, uh, the weirdest thing I've borrowed from a neighbour's was a prop for the garden washing line. I've still got it 21 years later. And then they go on to say, Richie, steak and mash with onion gravy. Loving the music. This is not harvester. You're not just choosing meals. The whole point is he hasn't got any potatoes, so what's he going to do? I couldn't but do the mash, you, could I? That's a good point. You couldn't. Can you make anything that's quite near, like smash mash from anything that isn't a potato? Please get in touch with the show. And I love this one from Donna in Birmingham. Uh, the weirdest thing she borrowed from a neighbour was dog hair clippers. She said, I dipped the dog, my son and my husband. There's lockdown Britain for you right there. <laughs> uh, no name attached to this final text for now. Not asked for, but the weirdest thing a neighbour asked me for was for cotton wool buds to clean her ears out. The dirty mare. Imagine knocking on the on the door for that. It's unbelievable. 
But do you know what? The hometown listeners have been brilliant. Not only suggesting, uh, obviously, great stories about borrowing stuff, but also alternatives that you could use as an accompaniment with that steak. Just here's a few. Steve and Lorraine say, have your steak in a ciabatta with onions and mushrooms like a big sandwich. Right. Like that yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This one here says, steak in a Yorkshire pudding, perhaps. You could make a Yorkshire <laughs> pudding, put the steak right in the middle of it. Very gastro pub. I quite like that idea. Serve it on a slate. Make everyone else goes, ooh, as you get it brought to your table as it sizzles. And then this is probably my favourite one so far. It says long shot, but if Richie has got some ginger and oyster sauce, he can sack off the barbecue and do a stir fry instead. You know me. Do you think I've got ginger and oyster sauce in this house? Not likely with your son's obsession with the spice rack in your house, so no chance. <laughs> Colin says you should use the parsnips you mentioned earlier in the freezer to make chips with a drizzle of honey and chilli flakes. Does sound mm. nice, Colin. That's not um, a bad idea. On the, on the borrowing side of things, Jack says I used to grow my own potatoes and one year we had so many I gave our neighbour a whole bag full. Gave me a very strange look though. And here's one. Most unusual thing we borrowed, says this text, from a neighbour is a dumper truck. We are the only house on our postcode. Our nearest neighbour is a free-range chicken farmer. So we borrowed his dumper truck. This gets weirder and weirder, this. Just don't ask for the dumper truck. I'm sure potatoes will be fine. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. So with the start of the show in mind, if if you've got like uh, any kids football matches or family badminton uh, meet up or something down the line when things get back to normal, you need a commentator. Uh, I am available. Just drop me an email. You know, you can see I've clearly got a real knack for this. 